But what's goody, what's goody, Anchor is 7 million. Back today with another episode. I'm sorry, you guys, for this episode. I'm not going to lie. I was supposed to record yesterday, but I ended up feigning at my job. I don't know what the fuck happened. It's like I went into work. I was supposed to work from one to seven, you know, just six hours, nothing major. Um, The mall closes early on Sunday. For y'all who may not know, I picked up part-time and I was fine. I got up in the morning, got myself ready for my task, doing what I had to do. I stopped at the food court before I started work, not to eat any of the food in the mall, but some food that I had brought from home. And I went in the bathroom, rinsed my mouth out with Listerine, wiped around my mouth, then went up to my job, clocked in. I was fine. I was fine. And then all I know about seemed like 25 or 30 minutes later, my stomach started hurting real, real bad. So I was leaning over in the front and my manager came and asked me if I was okay. The next thing I know, I just fainted and fell to the fucking ground, like in front of customers and everything. And it's like, I was so, I didn't know what the fuck had happened, yo. I don't know. I still don't know. But I had to go to the emergency room a little later today. But it it just, the way it happened, it scared the fuck out of me. It's like I didn't have control over my body. And I just, I fainted. I fell to the fucking ground. <sighs> my manager kept asking me if I was okay. Like, they were like, it's like I blanked out for a second. So they helped me up to go to the bathroom. And... I, I, I fainted again, fell out on the bathroom floor. I was crying. I was shaking. I was crying and screaming, telling my manager, please don't fire me. Please don't fire me. I need my job. I don't know what the fuck happened. And it's like, <clears throat> I was, I was very distraught. I don't know if it was distress because I'm very, I'm very hard on myself because in this life, you're going to have to work in order to survive. And I work, I work a lot and work myself to the bone because I know I need money in order to survive. (sighs) I was crying. I was shaking. I was screaming. And she's never seen me like that. And all I just kept saying while I was crying, please don't fire me. I'm so sorry. I don't know what happened. Please don't fire me because I need my job. I want my job. And I didn't want to fuck it up. Like, this is not like me. When I'm at my job and I'm focused, I'm focused. Like, I do what I got to do and I get the fuck on. But I don't have anybody 
to cover my back if I'm sick. I don't I don't have that. So if I'm sick, that's money I can't make up. I was just I was just really really distraught but I called my neighbor thank God for her you know and she came to pick me up and everything because we live in the same building we live right across the, right across the hall from each other and thank God for her but it's like I was crying I was shaking I was I was a mess I tried to call blue but blue was at work I I was a mess, you guys. But when running myself rampant, I realized a few things. I do my kale smoothie, like my kale and mango and different things like that, but I don't take multivitamins or anything like that. So I just realized it's more things I have to do if I'm going to be working this hard. It's, it's more things that go into it. It's more things that I have to do. And I was, I'm really stressed out right now. Um, we're just trying to meet deadlines for things. And it, it happened. It happened, man, it happened. I fell out and that's stressing me out now even more because I fell out in front of customers and everything. That's the last, that's the last thing I needed. That's the last thing I fucking wanted. Lord have mercy. Um, today's story time. I just had to let you guys know what was going on really briefly. I'm sorry if you guys may not feel that um, that is not really funny or very entertaining. I do apologize about that, but one thing I'm not going to allow is allow me going through something take me away from what I'm doing on this platform. The grind don't stop. And this is not manual labor. This is just me. This is me talking. Um, I wasn't able to get that much rest last night because my mind just kept running. It's like I couldn't, I couldn't really lay down. I sat up and felt dizzy, tried to lay down and it, it just wasn't happening. But Today's story time is called Omen. And if any of you guys have ever seen The Omen, um, I believe the 19, the 1973 version or the 2006 version, that was some wild shit. Julia Stiles was amazing in the 2006 version. But anyway... If you haven't seen those movies, I advise you go watch them. So this story time takes place in 2010-2011. At this time, I'm living with my great-grandmother, as I always explain to y'all. And she's at the point where she's just getting done battling with cancer and everything but at this time I didn't know what chemo brain was um I wasn't educated 
on that topic quite yet. Anyway, she decided that now she's going to try to get more invested in church and going to church every Sunday and different things like that. But as I have explained to y'all in multiple story times, she's a fucking ratchet, okay? And um, she's the person that'll curse in church and literally 30 seconds out of walking out of church. So her the routine was we would get ready for church. She won't wash her ass. Neither would my little brother. We would get in that old ass Scooby-Doo van. She literally had an old ass like Scooby-Doo van. Um, that 1970 joint and we would go all the way to East Orange to pick up her boyfriend and his and his um, nephew who was special needs and we would all go to church then we would come out and go to Boston Market and spend a little time at his house let them watch football, whatever it is that old people fucking watch. And then we would go back to North, to our side of town. But this particular morning, it was very airy in the air. Like a, it's something I can't really explain. Like a, a sneaky, a sneaky vibe. You know what I'm saying? But I learned as I got older spirits and shit are very much so real and in this house we have drugs we have prostitution we have a lot of people that have died in this house from overdoses so I felt like it was like a feeding ground like 13 ghosts with all these different spirits and this particular Sunday morning it was like I think Saturday night is when I started feeling it. But getting up on Sunday, it was very sneaky. It was very airy. Like, Mr. Robert was still in the kitchen, um, frying fish, making grits. You know, the typical, like, the typical country breakfast that he would make for her. And... It, I don't know. It was just so weird. It's hard to explain. But something jumped into my little fucking brother. And this spirit wasn't nothing to fucking play with. Okay? Something jumped into that nigga. When it happened, I don't fucking know. Something jumped into his ass that was something vicious. Okay? Um, like he was possessed or something. So she like, all right, um, we gonna call this nigga little Damien. She like, all right, Damien, time because the way my great grandmother was, she didn't wake us up in a in a in a um what you would call a loving or a caring way like some people would do in households. It was be wake your motherfucking ass up for church. You we gonna praise Jesus in this motherfucking house. That would be her approach. So he decided that he's not gonna get up. 
So I don't know if the spirit jumped in the nigga while he was laying down when he took his morning piss all over the toilet seat because he was good for pissing all over the fucking toilet seat. I don't know why he couldn't hold his dick straight. I don't fucking know. But anyways, <clears throat> it was time for him to start getting dressed and he was crying and screaming saying he didn't want to go to church. Okay. That's nothing new. He don't never want to fucking go. But the part where I felt alarmed that something was in him, he always don't want to go to church. We, we, I don't want to fucking go to church because the way the church was set up, it wasn't a church live with like, um, like that Kurt Franklin choir. It wasn't none of that. The choir was very stiff. It was, it was the, the older, um, it wasn't a Baptist church. It was more like Pentecostal or some shit. Uh, the smart niggas comment that, that know the word that I'm looking for. Where it was very old fashioned. You couldn't really get buck wow in the church. You know what I'm saying? You stand when you need to stand. You sit down when you need to sit. Ain't no falling out. Ain't no screaming Jesus, Jesus at the top of your lungs and passing out and by the Holy Spirit and what none of that. And that shit was like three hours, almost four and a half hours long. So I don't even want to go to church. Okay. But none of this shit is anything new. So my grandmother is like, she's fighting with him this morning. She's fighting with him to put on his clothes. He's kicking and screaming. So now when it's time to actually get out the door to get into the car to go to church, he punches Mr. Robert in the face. He punches him in the face because Mr. Robert is trying to pick him up and take him out the door because he's screaming, saying he doesn't want to fucking go to church. He's screaming and crying and shaking. So as Mr. Robert is carrying him down the steps, he's kicking and screaming and pulling and, and trying to get out of his arms and like going into this huge temper tantrum like screaming at the top of his lungs no i don't want to go no no and i'm like this is new what the fuck you know me um i don't hold my tongue so i'm like what the fuck is this about so this is when i'm thinking that the nigga is possessed by something because if y'all have seen the omen and at when she the mother was trying to take him to church. He was kicking her, slapping her, scratching her. This little nigga did, want, did not want to go. And all churches do not have the spirit of the Lord in them. But that's another topic for another day. Anyway, this nigga is having a shit fit. He fucked Mr. Robert up. Okay, like we had to damn throw the nigga in the car and strap. We didn't even care about the fucking seatbelt. We just threw the nigga in the fucking car. I said, what the fuck is all this about? So he's still screaming in the back seat of the car. He's screaming. Is is he's trying to bang? He's trying to get out the door while the car is driving. He banging on the windows. I'm like, what the fuck is going on right now? So I'm thinking the whole time in my head, I'm like, yo, the nigga's possessed. 
it's a spirit in him at the time I'm a teenager myself so I don't really give a fuck that much you know to fully investigate what the fuck is going on but I just put in my head that the nigga is fucking possessed that shit crazy now Mr. Robert is in the car as well okay he's in the car but he's not going to church He's going to go get dropped off at the dope man house, okay? That that's where the fuck he's going. But we go to pick up her boyfriend, and right while we're outside, before she beat the horn, she like, "You gonna get your motherfucking act together?" Because she was like, she hated to be embarrassed by her boyfriend, but it's too late. Like we full ratchets, my nigga. It, it, it's too late, and. We just be thank God that the time that he has came over the house, no rat popped out or, you know, um, a, a prostitute, a crackhead or something. You know what I'm saying? Like that was her thing not to be embarrassed in front, in front of her boyfriend. So any damn way, he's tr like trying to get his act together, but he can't. He's still crying. He's still screaming. He don't want to sit in his seat. And then when we pull up to the church, he's refusing to get out the van to go into the church. Like he was having an episode and I have never, ever seen him like this before a day in my fucking life. Now, I know y'all probably wondering, Seven, what the fuck happened? He didn't go in church right away. So I had to sit with the nigga outside for a little while. Um, like I said, I thought the nigga was possessed, so I didn't give it any conversation or anything like that. Like at that time, I didn't know how to remove spirits. I knew, I, I barely knew how to really pray like that. And you have to be skilled in removing spirits for them not to jump in your motherfucking ass. So I, I let him rock. I didn't ask any questions. I didn't, it's like he wasn't even able to talk. All he was mostly doing was screaming and crying. So I'm just looking like, okay, you know what I'm saying? But I wasn't skilled yet on removing spirits or um, realizing that what I'm recognizing most people may not be able to recognize so it's a scary feeling when you feel like you're seeing things that others are not um not knowing years later from that incident i would be a seer um and if you don't know what a seer is i'm a person that's able to see things that others are not meaning i can see what may happen in the future, what could have happened in the past. Um, I can channel. Um, I can, I'm also empathic, so I can pick up on a lot of things that others may not be able to. So being a seer is not the easiest path. Um, I went through a lot of betrayal with being a seer. Um, like I have mentioned in the previous episode, 
I never really felt like it paid off until I was able to save that missing little girl. So if you haven't heard that episode, I advise you go listen to it and you will know exactly what I'm talking about. But I felt like at that time, I I didn't have the training, but I knew what I was feeling and what I was seeing my great-grandmother wasn't able to pick it up and i believe in my heart and my spirit to this day that the nigga was fucking possessed i believe that in my heart and my spirit to this very day and i felt like that wasn't the only time that some shit didn't jumped into him um i also feel like some shit has jumped into me being in that house um I feel like some shit has jumped into her. Mr. Robert already got 27 legions living in his fucking body already, so they don't want shit to do with him. He too he too crowded with fucking spirits. But um I feel like some shit then jumped into the rats. I'm not gonna lie. Um that whole house needed a, a thorough cleansing inside and out. It needed a thorough cleansing because there were a lot of active spirits. A lot of people have died in that house. Um, um, I'll, I'll go into details about the structure of the house maybe in another episode, but I don't want this to be too long. But I did want to give y'all something for Soul Sunday. Oh, let me get into the moral real quick. So, the moral of this story time was... Pay attention to the movement in your house. Be cautious of who you let walk through your door. Be cautious of entities. Be cautious of what you bring into your house. And my great-grandmother had a really bad habit of picking up shit from strange places. Now, spirits just don't attach themselves to people they also attach themselves to things things she used to find shit on the side of the road and pick it up and bring it to the house you know garage sales and different things like that you don't know what people are practicing inside of their home you don't we don't know if this shit is from the 1800s they got slave spirits attacked screaming for help and you wondering what the fuck that is and it's not the tv okay now i have went through some paranormal activity type shit before i'm not gonna hold you but that's gonna have to be a whole nother episode but let me because y'all know i get left um let me continue with this moral so be cautious of items that you pick up be cautious of the people walking into your home be cautious of the company you keep be cautious of who's around your kids um be cautious be aware of all of these things that's the moral of today's story you guys are all blessed talented special divine all of that good stuff Please don't forget to follow me on Instagram at 7spencer, S-C-V-I-N-S-P-N-C-E-R.